Sawete, my D.O. double G's in this hizzle right here. Plus all my etymologizers and omnes. Welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's where I'm going to be doing some more etymologizing. Um, I've realized I'm trying to figure out um, a best way for me to pivot from this platform to another platform. I'm realizing now that I've been doing this podcast since June almost two years ago. Oh my God. I've almost been doing this podcast for two years. I mean, like not really making that much of a dent, but regardless, I have realized now how podcasting has become much more, um, sought out now than it was back then. So now I'm trying to figure out whether I'm going to just basically create a new email, start off using Anchor again and disseminate the information via that platform. And then I'll just keep on doing it. And in which case I'll be able to plug each and every single Latin and layman's, whether you want to go to the etymology side, whether you want to go to the grammar side, whether you want to go to the medical terminology, legal terminology, botanical terminology, all of that type of terminology, because the last etymology one that I did I want to do that a lot more, but I want to do it with certain categories. You know how I went from narcosis to anesthesiology to um, exculpate, ex meaning out of, culp referring to fault and or blame, eight refers to the action of doing so or the act of or to make. So when you exculpate, you make fault out of someone and that's exactly what you're doing. That's what I like to do with words because when you and it's kind of like learning um, like an equation in math and knowing the equation more than just the equation itself, right? Why do we have the quadratic? Yes, I can remember that, oh, it's B squared plus or minus the square root of 4AC plus B squared all over 2a oh man i forget the quadratic equation but you know do we know do we know why we have the quadratic equation or do you just use it on whenever you have to encounter um you know you you are minus a variable so you got to figure out um your answer through the quadratic do you know why you use the quadratic i didn't know until i understood why it's kind of like why we learn the long way how to derive something and then they give you the the i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna say the power theory but it's not called the power theory you guys probably know what i'm talking about this is the first semester of calculus where you first learn how to derivate and uh and then integrate as well but um yeah why do we use the quadratic? Do you know? Why do we derive words, uh, or not derive words, derive um, numbers? So if you are curious, because I think it's always fun to learn something new, um, the reason why we actually have the quadratic equation, right, um, is because there are situations where two things are multiplied together and they both depend on the same variable. So for example, when you're working with area, if both the dimensions are written in terms of the same variable, then you got to use that quadratic equation in, you, in order to um, determine uh, the formula, all right? So, I mean, if you didn't know, now you know. It's an equation. Um, it's kind of like, I remember we call this a, a second degree equation. Shout out to Mr. Urbanbeck. He uh, gave me PTSD a lot, but he also taught me a lot of things because he was pretty much a hard ASS in my AP Calc class. But it provides basically the roots um, 
also called the zeros or the x-intercepts of a quadratic equation. So usually they take the form of a parabola. I'm getting into this a little too much, but if you guys didn't know, I also have kind of a mathy brain. Like before I actually taught Latin for a long time, um, I was tutoring math. In fact, I have one of my students, uh, former students, uh, that r reaches out to me on a daily um, on Instagram, and he just checks in, says hello. He's all the way out in Portland still, but, you know, great kid. Um, he's traveling in Japan right now, so I'm ultra jealous. But, uh, yeah, you know what? Your boy has tutored up to not really the second semester of calculus because that's when um, limits started to make more of, of a forefront and uh, I just can't really do limits very well because limits are just so abstract in my opinion and that's when when math becomes more abstract uh, that's when I just kind of fold over that's why linear algebra really did me in and made me realize that I couldn't be a math major and or a chemistry major because you got to take a lot of chem or math in order to be a chemistry major. Regardless of, uh, let's get on into it. Um, because, you know, I always start out with these ramble bamble sessions, but then we'll get into the etymology. If you guys are interested, you guys are gung ho about that kind of stuff, stick with me. Let's do this all together as the big family that we are. Because, man, I was talking to somebody about this last night, a new person I met, really great guy. Um, and he loves that we're calling it the rhetoric revolution, guys, because at the end of the day, we're making this revolution happen. We're going to we're taking a look because for so long we've we've seen the importance of STEM and technology and science. And yes, I was at that point in my life where, you know what, I actually didn't pursue Latin for a long time because I always thought that I needed to study what everybody else told me to study, a.k.a. a hard science, a.k.a. something that was going to make me a lot of money in my life, a.k.a. something that would establish me um, and provide a legacy and for me to be remembered, essentially. And you know what? That just ain't the case, you know what? And I fought that for so long. And then at the end of the day, you know what? The strength and the power of language came in, crept on in the side door action. It was like, yo, what's up, Mr. Connolly? Let me amplify your understanding of the whole entire world around you more so than just what science can provide you because I also helped establish and found science because without language, we wouldn't have science, right? If we didn't have language, what would we call all of these terms? Nothing, all right? Language is the beautiful thing that helps us create anything that is metaphysical and it be, and creates physical, you know? That if, if we don't have a word to describe something, then we're at a loss for words. And then we can't describe it to somebody else. How many times have you tried to describe something to someone where you just don't have the right words to do it? In certain cases, we actually deal with certain, uh, with um, like food, for instance, certain smells, that kinds of things where we lack the verbiage in order to actually identify and delineate and quantify what it is that we're actually tasting right? It's delicious. It's salty. It's savory. It's sweet. It's velvety. I don't know. It's smooth. It's crispy. You know, there are so many things, but that's just like the bare roots. What else is it? Well, you don't really know because we don't really encompass the, the term synesthesia, aka the feeling and sensation of being able to understand and perceive everything around you. Synesthesia is a concept of say, hey, you know what? Um, I can feel the color red. That would be a synesthetic response. People that take, um, you know, hallucinogenic drugs, um, 
have quote unquote uh, had synesthetic, um, you know, uh, ideas or things where they, you know, they feel, they feel the colors, they, 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 they taste sound, you know, they, they, their, their senses become kind of like intertwined all in one, you know, that there's a lot of theories. I'm not going to get into it because I'm not, you know, I'm not all about that hallucinogenic kind of stuff, but you know what, there's a place for everything. And, uh, like I was reading about how, uh, they're doing a lot more, um, trials, like, um, what do they call it? See, you need words in order to basically explain to your audience what you're trying to say, but in control, excuse me, controlled, um, experiments, they are in, uh, they're treating people with MDMA, ketamine, psilocybin for all differing vari- variations of mental illness from PTSD to OCD to, um, basically everything and anything. Uh, so, and depression, anxiety, all that stuff. So without further ado, if you guys are interested in all this information that just seems to be freaking regurgitated into this mic, because I'm just speaking at this point, if you guys love it, you guys interested at least, please go ahead and support me at Spotify at, uh, Latin and layman's throw down some storage there and, or go to Apple podcasts. I've realized also I'm on different platforms. If you do listen to me on other platforms that I'm not aware of, uh, try and help the algorithm in my favor because I appreciate you guys so very, very much for doing so. Thanks again. Let's go on get on into it as we start with Fakio Foctum. Fakio, if you guys remember when um, I was talking about it yesterday, when you fortify something, fortis means strength or strong, that phi actually is a truncated derivation of Fakio. And you're going to see this a lot more in the words that I get into later on. Fakio Foctum, when you fortify something, you make stronger. Okay, you make it strong. You fortify your defenses. You get ready for battle. This is also where we get the word factory, where it gets factory plus that orium, a place for. So facto, like factum, plus ori, O-R-Y, orium in Greek is a suffix referring to a place for. In this case, factory is a place for making things. Manufacture, manus means hand. It's where we get manicure. Cura in Latin means to care for. So a manicure, when you go get your hands treated on, what it is manicures or hand care manufacture however man you referring to hand fact fact coming from that facio which means to make and then uh that cure is the action of doing so so in this case it means to manufacture to make by hand that's what manufacture means next one a face ef that ef means out of and or away and then face refers to facio again f-a-c-e that means to basically do away with, and that's what a face means. Deface, however, D means down from. D, and then plus that face, F-A-C-E from facio, means to do down or to mar and or destroy. That's what to deface something is. You do down. You make down. Perfect, however, per meaning through, and then fact coming from facio again, meaning to make. When you make something perfect, 
it's done all the way through, essentially. In this case, you haven't missed anything. It's perfect. It's done all the way through. Magnify. Magnus means great and or large. Magnanimous is where we get the word. Magnificent. Magnify. Well, look at that. That phi comes from facia, remember, just like in fortify. Magnify, however, magnus, great, phi, to make. When you magnify something, you make something large and or great. What do you do when you look under a magnifying glass? Well, it makes something appear larger than it actually is. Satisfy. Satisfy. Satis in Latin means enough. So when you are satiated, you've had enough. Phi, however, remember, just like in fortify and magnify, means to make that truncated derivation. Satisfy means to make enough. That seems pretty in tune with the definition of what satisfaction means. Spoosh me. All right, I'm done. Sorry. I had to whip out some Benny Benassi really quickly. Actually, I haven't heard that song in a long time. I'm going to throw that down on my bike ride later on. So I, what I really enjoy is that Latin words have contributed to so many English words, um, especially when facio makes its presence. So in the English and Latin dictionary, I actually looked this up. So far, there's like 270 some words based off of facio. So, and this was basically compelled by a guy named Rudolf uh, Schaefer for his doctoral dissertation and published published uh, works by the American Classical so- Association, uh, which I really appreciate. Shout out to that boyo. Um, there are rich dividends for your effort in learning Fakio, as you guys can see. The suffix that phi, you're, uh, that phi can also be fire, like when you magnifier, magnify. Also, um, it's it's just it's referring to the making of. So edify, when you edify, combines idis, a e d i s, which means building, um, with facia, which means to make. When you edify something, you uh, it conveys the the meaning of to make a building and edification. You've ever heard of that? It's basically to erect a building or to do something constructive. Essentially, when you edify, you can be doing something constructive other than building a house. You can be building your practice, your honing your skills. You also have things like amplify, beautify, amplification. You're, you guys know how I talk about that. Amplification, certify, deify, dignify, diversify, terrify, verify. There's a lot. The verus means truth. When you verify something, you make it truth. Terrify, if you if you terrify something, you uh, make something scared. So, you know what? As you guys can see, facio is quite an awesome one. I love the fact that you have the word factory that's literally a place for making things. Manufacture. Whenever you think of manufacturing something now, manus means hand. Now you know what manu Manicure means manicure, hand care. Now I've gone over those. I'm starting to actually go back through them again. So I'm going to stop and I'm going to go into our next one here. Alrighty, the next word that we're going to get into here right now, plico plicatum. This is another Latin word. Plico plicatum means to fold. 
duplicate is where we get this word du coming from duo and which means two in latin duplicate means twofold triplicate however tri comes from tres meaning three when you triplicate you make it threefold multiplication however multi comes from multum in latin which means many when you multiplicatio you increase a number manifold aka many a fold Explicit, however, X meaning out of, plico, placare, means folded or to fold. So when something is explicit, it is folded out, unfolded, or smooth. Interesting. So explicit content is explicit because it is unfolded. It is folded out. It is explicit. How, how about implicate, though? Im comes from our derivation in, which means into or in. When you implicate, you fold into. And that's what it means when you implicate someone. You're folding into them. Complication, however, com comes from con, which means together. A con, which together, plicatio, fold. A complication is a folded situation. It's, I guess, a complicated situation, a, a, a folded situation, not just a situation itself. It's folded. Uh, amongst other factors, I guess. Accomplice, however, A, C can also be A, D, which means odd, to or towards. Remember, like adduction, leading towards the midline of your body. Accomplice, however, means to or towards. Calm comes from not calm, but con, again, meaning together and or with. Like a collective as well. It can be C O L, it can be C O, it can be C O M, and it can be C O N, meaning together and or with. An accomplice is one who is folded together with another in a crime, essentially. So that's what it means. Next one, replica. Re, meaning back again. Well, rather again or back. Could be back again as well. Replica. Plica comes from plico, plicatum, meaning to fold. A replica is a bending or a folding again, a.k.a. A reproduction or a copy, essentially. That's what a replica means. And then finally, supplication. Sup comes from sub as well. Sup and or sub means under, like a submarine or a subway. Sub meaning under. Way comes from via in Latin, which means street. So a subway, like I've said in the past, means under street. However, supplication, plicoplicatum, means to fold. So in this case, uh, a supplication, if you guys didn't know, it's, it's, it's either a request, but mostly a prayer made on bended or folded knees usually. Actually, always. That's why they call it a supplication. They're folded and bended on the knees, a.k.a. praying for uh, their request. I don't know. Um, the Indo-European word plek actually is where we get the word plek p-l-e-k which meant bend fold braid twist and or weave actions which the ancient people must have performed many times a day if you think about it we used to be very very crafty creatures so the physical action of folding is used metaphorically in many of our abstract english derivatives such as well looking back at these how about implicate for instance if you were implicated in a crime you were folded into it or you're involved in it, however. Otherwise, implicate just means to be folded into. 
something that is complicated is all folded together and rather hard to figure out, essentially. That's why we call it complicated. It's all folded. It's like this crazy, think about it. If you were to manifest it in your mind, think about it. It's origami. It's a bunch of different folded over papers. makes the situation more complicated. If something is explicit, like I was saying before, out of um, or when you, when it's folded out and or unfolded, um, therefore it's perfectly clear and or easy to understand essentially what it's trying to say. Also, explicit can refer to something being explicit and or um, inappropriate. I guess that makes sense in a way. Um, so yeah, the more you know, the more you know. Explicit is actually used to mean something which is so plain and clear that nothing is left to the imagination. It actually kind of has an interesting history. I wrote a little bit about this afterwards. Back in the ancient days, books were long strips of papyrus, um, which were attached to rods at each end, and then they were rolled up, aka scrolls. As you were reading a book, you slowly unrolled the long scroll from one rod and rolled it up on the other rod, essentially leaving the part where you were reading open between the two hands. So that's how you knew and marked where you had left off in a story. When you got to the end, you would usually find the Latin words explicatus est. If you didn't know, now you know. Explicatus est means it is rolled out or it is unrolled. In the way that we find finis, aka meaning the end, on the last page of our books today, some of them, not all of them. You also see the word fin at the end of like short videos and movies and stuff like that. So that's actually where explicit comes from. Explicatus est, meaning it is rolled out. Therefore, you got to roll it back up. If you didn't know, now you know. And I hope you learned something new from all of the words that we've gone over today. Just another uh, touching on. Um, if you got this far, go ahead. Show me some support on Spotify and or Apple Podcasts at Latin and Layman's. I would love to hear from you guys. If you have any thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, go ahead and jot them down in that portion where you can actually leave me a review. I read them. I relay them back here. I let you guys know how much I appreciate what you guys have to say. So, hey, if you want to be shouted out on a podcast that has an audience of like, I don't know, 10 people so far, um, hey, be brave and do it for your boy, Mr. Connolly here. Anyways, um, that's it. I hope you guys have a great day. Tempo Sest, Discovery.